What is going on, Laker fans? Thank you very much for tuning in. We got a, a packed show tonight. One hour. Um, go till 8 p.m. Jovan Bua, the athletic, will join us in a little bit. Got a lot of stuff that I want to get into. One win away, obviously, from the Western Conference Finals. Um, why I just don't see the Golden State Warriors uh, coming back in this series. I know a lot of people are saying you got to beware, watch out, defending champs. I get all that. Uh, but I think I've seen enough to know that the Lakers just, just – they look like the better team. That's the best way that I can put it. AD was not selected to the all-defensive team. Uh, I got no problem with it. I think there's much bigger fish to fry than worrying about the all-defensive team. We'll get into that and uh, spend some time talking about some of these uh, different players stepping up for the Lakers. Um, okay, so here's where we're at. One game away from the Western Conference Finals. One game away. One win away from the Western Conference Finals, the, the better way to put it. One win away from taking out the defending NBA champions. One win away from getting to this Final Four. And um, listen, I, I know it won't be easy. Maybe I'm going to make it sound like it's much easier than it really uh, than it really is going to be. Um, but Lakers obviously up 3-1 to the Warriors. A couple things happened last night for me. I thought um, I thought this was going to be a long series. I picked the Lakers in seven, so um, that was my prediction before the series started. And uh, hopefully, we're not in any position where the Lakers will have to win this thing in seven games. But that's what when when I knew it was the Lakers going up against the Golden State Warriors in Sacramento and and, and the seven game series that they had against uh, Golden State a lot of respect for the Warriors, as a lot of people do. So we're giving them a lot of benefit of the doubt here as far as um, um, them making this a series. I'm surprised what happened yesterday. It's the best way that I can put it. You don't even have to put it just yesterday. I'm just surprised that after four games, it's not two apiece. After four games, it's three games to one. Um, when the Lakers won that game yesterday and you knew it was, you know, I know it went all the way down to the wire – I started not looking past the Golden State Warriors, but I started thinking in my own head, Lakers got a real shot here. They have a real shot to win championship number 18. They have a real shot to win the whole thing. Vegas has them, by the way, number two odds to win it all. And the number one team is now down 3-2 to two in their series. I'm talking about Boston and Philly. Boston have the highest odds of winning the NBA championship as of yesterday or this morning or however you want to call it. Um, Lakers are up 3-1 in their series. Boston is down 3-2 in theirs. Denver and Phoenix are about to tip off here shortly. They're tied at two apiece. And the only other team that has dominated their series so far is the Miami Heat, who's up 3-1 against the New York Knicks. Give Miami a ton of credit. Maybe we are just uh, we're overlooking the Miami Heat, but – They've been great in the playoffs with some adversity and everything else. Um, every team that's left in the playoffs, of course, has its flaws. Every team does, including the Lakers. There, there are some areas of the Lakers that you could look at and um, are question marks, but I don't think they're big question marks. I think you could look at um, the Phoenix Suns and say, do they have enough depth I mean, it's unbelievable with Devin Booker, Kevin Durant doing specifically Devin Booker, but do they have enough depth? Um, you could look at the Denver Nuggets and say, do they have enough experience? They're a really, really good team. Uh, Joker is an amazing basketball player. Jamal Murray is a part of this playoff run. They have depth. They have real role players. 
but they've never been there before. They've never been to the NBA Finals, so there's something that they lack as well. You could say the same thing about the Philadelphia 76ers with Joel Embiid and James Harden, and then Boston's the only team that has um, the experience of getting to the Finals, but that crew has not won it, and they're on the brink now. They could be out by the time you know we're sitting here in 48 hours. The Boston Celtics could be out of the playoffs. Um, Lakers, in my opinion, are the only team of the teams left they got to take out the champs first, that I feel like has everything. And I I just go back to this, and I I don't know how Laker fans, I don't know if yesterday's game kind of changed your opinion on the entire scope of things, but I thought after yesterday that you you created some real separation with the Golden State Warriors. You just look better than the Golden State Warriors, that it's starting to dawn on me that it is not crazy by any stretch of the imagination that the Lakers can, in five weeks from now, um, be holding a championship trophy and have championship number 18. That doesn't mean that they don't still have a long way to go. That doesn't mean that this isn't a premature conversation. What it means is it's very realistic. And that's the only point that I'm trying to get across, that three months ago where you were looking at this franchise – how about when the Lakers were fighting to get a part of that playing tournament? And then the Lakers were trying to get out of the playing tournament, but they ended up at number seven. And then needed a game against the Minnesota Timberwolves where some things had to go their way. They had to go to OT. Um, Minnesota had some key players that were out just to grab the number seven spot. Obviously, they took care of the Memphis Grizzlies in six games, and now they're um, on the verge of eliminating the Golden State Warriors. So, Incredibly impressive run for the Lakers, but I think bigger picture for Laker fans that always look at this team and this franchise for a front office that knows that you're only hanging up banners of NBA championships, it is not unrealistic. If at any time this season it was unrealistic, it is certainly not unrealistic right now. I think by the time we get tomorrow, I'm sure Vegas might have changed their odds because Boston is down three games to two, that the Lakers are the favorites to win the whole thing. Um, that's just, uh, that's unbelievable to me. Okay. Quick shout out here. Valvoline instant oil change. Um, I go to the location out here in Pasadena. It's uh, so convenient. Just pull up, drive in and drive out. It takes about 15 minutes. All you got to do is visit SoCalOilChange.com for location and game winning coupons off your next Valvoline instant oil change. Any service you need, go to Valvoline. Don't procrastinate. Um, still got one more game against the Warriors. I said this this morning, and uh, you know I'll just kind of continue to reiterate it. I don't think the Warriors come back in this series. I just don't. I'm not trying to be overconfident. I'm not trying to upset the basketball gods, as some people will tweet me. Um, I'm just walk. I'm just breaking down what I'm watching every single night. The Lakers are better. Period. And I know sometimes it's not the better team that always wins. I know there's sometimes where maybe injuries are involved or whatever the case is. Um, the Lakers are just what what the way they beat the Golden State Warriors is more sustainable. The way the Lakers, it's getting to the free throw line. It's having a kind of slowing down the pace of the game, which obviously favors the Lakers and in the playoffs, just naturally the game slows down a little bit. It's having real, true size that um, affects both sides of the floor. Lakers got guys that are big. They got guys that are tall. They got guys that got a big or a long wingspan. 
Um, the size, I think, obviously is incredibly important for the Lakers. Here's another thing that the Lakers do that um, gives me a tremendous amount of confidence of the Lakers finishing off the Golden State Warriors. They get to the free throw line. They force turnovers. And what do they always say? That in the NBA, if there's one thing that you got to do in the playoffs is you got to play defense. Tell me a better defensive team than the Lakers. You know what's so crazy is look at the Warriors and look at all the weapons that they have. Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole. Um, go down the list of all the different players that they have. They've been such an effective franchise for so long. Steve Kerr with his adjustments, all that stuff. Put all that in together. Lakers had two quarters in game three where the Warriors scored 37 points total. Lakers gave up 17 points in the fourth quarter yesterday, outscoring the Warriors 27-17. to Lakers get stops. They get stops. So not only... Um, not only are the Lakers playing defense, not only are they doing all those small things where they're drawing fouls, getting to the free throw line, they're forcing turnovers. They also have the best player in the series, and it's Anthony Davis. It's not Steph. It's not LeBron. It's not Clay, It's not Draymond. The best player, and we got a chance to see it every single night here so far in the playoffs, has been Anthony Davis. Uh, Lakers also have real role players that are okay with being role players you, you kind of and I'll spend a little bit uh, time on this a little bit later in the show you don't know who the next role player that's going to step up is it who it's going to be is it going to be Rui is it going to be Lonnie is it going to be Dennis Schroeder is it going to be Austin Reeves is it going to be D'Angelo Russell it seems like every single game one or two guys contribute it's not the same guy but one or two guys contribute it feels like that the Golden State Warriors are just overmatched. That's what it feels like. Um, Warriors are dangerous, but they're not the better team than the Lakers. And I think that's just kind of the, the main point that I'm trying to get across. They're dangerous, but they're not the better team. Um, what were the Warriors, let's use as an example, what were they doing to close out the game yesterday? Nothing made sense. Clay was taking awful shots. Steph was taking awful shots. Um plays down the stretch, critical, critical situations. Even the jump ball that they got with Steph Curry, Steph Curry throws it over and said they had a timeout left. Mistakes like that just doesn't seem like the Golden State Warriors. And uh, here's another great example. I don't know if panicking is the right way to describe it, but they don't have an answer, which is why you've seen three different starting lineups in four games. You don't change your starting lineup every single game because everything is going great. You change your starting lineup because you don't have an answer of what the Lakers are throwing uh, are throwing out there. So listen, I, I get it. You got to close them out. Um, doesn't necessarily right have to be tomorrow. Probably Game Six is the more realistic scenario coming up on Friday here at Crypto. But um, I, I just I, I've lost. I respect what the Warriors have done. I just don't think the Warriors are a better team than the Lakers. And the first four games, every indication would tell you that. It's just up to you if you want to read it that way or not. They're dangerous. They're just not the better team. Okay, AD was not selected to the all-defensive team, and I'm going to tell you why I really, really don't care about that, and most Laker fans shouldn't either. We'll do that coming up next. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Yovan Buha coming up in about 10 minutes or so. Uh, so we'll get Yovan in here, get his thoughts on where the Lakers are sitting. Earlier today, they announced uh, all defensive uh, first team. And... Um, it's funny, you know, AD was not a part of the first team, was also not a part of the second team. Um, I think it irked some people. I think some people were bothered by it. Uh, I, I looked, Anthony Davis played, I want to say, 56 games this year. I'm not good at that criteria. I just, uh, you know, Hall of Famers, this, that. I, I don't, I'll let somebody else kind of figure that out. Um, as a Laker fan, I don't know. This one just didn't. I'm watching the best defensive player in the NBA play defense right now in the playoffs. And if that's not good enough to be a part of the all-defensive first or second team, I don't care. And to be honest with you, I don't see why Anthony Davis would care. He's a two-time NBA all-defensive first team, so he's done it already. He's a two-time NBA all-defensive second team. Um, He's a three-time NBA blocks leader. He's got his... He certainly has got his accolades on the defensive side. He's a four-time All-NBA first team. He's got all that. Eight-time All-Star. Um, those are all there for him. I don't I don't think whether he won that award or he or not won that award, whether he was a part of that or he, or he wasn't, maybe that's something that means a lot to Anthony Davis. Maybe, maybe it does or it doesn't. I, I don't know. I just think AD's on a different path right now. And... Watching these NBA playoffs, um, there's a few players that stick out. Devin Booker's been on a, just an incredible run. They're playing right now against the Denver Nuggets. Just an incredible run. The Joker, what do you have in his last game? 53 points, something ridiculous like that. Jimmy Butler's got the Miami Heat one game away from the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm obviously not watching these games uh, as closely as I am to watching the Lakers play. That's just obviously simply put. I don't think anybody's surprised there. Steph's having a nice playoff run. I don't know of anybody that's been more dominating or has had more impact in the playoffs so far. Maybe it's one of those other players that we talked about. I just see Anthony Davis every single night dominating one side of the floor, just shutting it down. I mean, what he's doing, there's a lot of times there's stats that come out, and it's through the first nine games of the playoffs – only three other players have had 35 plus point or 35 plus blocks, 10 plus steals, and it's Hakeem, David Robinson, Kareem, and AD. AD is doing special, special things, and I, I think the conversation we all want 
AD to be in, is is he a part of that conversation with the best players in the NBA? Because really the only path to the Lakers having success and having a real shot, which I think they have a real shot at championship number 18 this year, is if Anthony Davis is the best player on this Lakers team. Well, it is as clear as as can possibly be that AD is the best player on the Los Angeles Lakers, what he's doing on both sides of the floor. We have frustrations with Anthony Davis, and our frustration is, in, myself included, sometimes on offense you say, AD, you've you got to have more of a presence. They don't have an answer for you. I mean, look at the Golden State Warriors. They're shuffling that lamp. They're trying to figure it out. It's not because of any other player other than Anthony Davis. There's no answer to Anthony Davis. But AD watching him play so far this postseason, I don't worry about that all-defensive team. I I don't think it means all that much because of what the Lakers are doing right now and specifically what Anthony Davis is doing right now. You want him in that conversation with Joker, you want him in that conversation with Embiid. By the way, you might have Joker in the next round. You could potentially have Embiid in the NBA Finals. You might get both of those guys to to eventually win an NBA championship. Obviously, Giannis went out in the first round. But that's all you're really caring about when you're talking about Anthony Davis at this stage. You know, Michael always tells me in the pregame show, Michael and I will talk, and we're, we're looking at um, – Halfway through the season, uh, the leading uh, candidate for MVP. And Michael always says, who cares about the MVP? Who's the finals MVP is the only one that really matters. He's not wrong. Now, I do believe there are a lot of players. I think Joel Embiid wanted to win MVP this year, which is fine. Go get that individual award. But for AD, who cares about defensive player of the year? Who cares about first team all defense? Who cares about any of that? Go try to get more jewelry. And... Those championship rings are really how you're gauged at the end of the day and nothing else. He's been great. Warriors have absolutely no answer. And watching Anthony Davis do what he's doing right now in the playoff run, when people say, hey, it reminds me of that playoff run in 2020, well, that's also the last time Anthony Davis was healthy for a playoff run. So it's fair to make that point that the last time we've seen this was when Anthony Davis was doing this in the in the bubble championship, but it's also the last time he was healthy for a playoff run. The last two years, that has not been the case. Lakers have not had that opportunity. Um, but if we were waiting for AD's got takeover, he's got to, he's taken over. He's beyond taken over. He's been the best player so far in two straight rounds. That includes John Morant, LeBron James, Steph Curry. Anthony Davis has been the best player. Um, okay, I, I want to play some. Uh, I want to play some sound here, real quick. Uh, Brian Windhorse was talking a little bit earlier today about LeBron specifically and how he's conserving his energy. Take a listen. He's right not playing the way we've ever seen LeBron play. He is moderating his energy, sort of going full out, resting while he's playing. Really, one of the most important things that's happened in this series is D'Angelo Russell, mm-hmm. because LeBron has been able to sort of move off the ball, let let Reeves and let D'Angelo Russell. I, almost the most important thing that goes on tonight is whether Russell is playing well or not. When Russell is mm-hmm. making his shots and they and LeBron doesn't have to try to force it, it gives the Lakers so much bigger margin for it. All right, this is kind of a fascinating uh, – Draymond, after game one, was talking about – Draymond Green was talking about on his podcast that he does. um, He was talking about how this is the first time he's ever seen LeBron James play the way he's playing. And I think there is something about his style 
that right now LeBron is basically saying, I think sometimes because he has no other choice and other times uh, obviously he knows it's the best opportunity for the Lakers to win. The fact that Bron is playing off ball as much as he does, the fact that LeBron is, I know we're all not crazy about some of those three-point shooting that he, or the, the three-point shots that he takes, and I think there are a lot of times you kind of look back and say, I don't know, should Bron be taking that shot? Why is he taking that shot? I think Bron is also pacing himself. There was a substitution he had yesterday. It was kind of actually funny. He was out for 18 seconds, I think, literally 18 seconds. He checked out of the game, walked over to the sideline, kind of looked at the clock and didn't even sit down, was like, nah, I'm going back in. There was no communication. He was just like, it's LeBron. He's going to do what he wants to do. I do think there's something about pacing himself. I definitely think that that's what LeBron is doing, and um, hopefully he continues to do it and that he's got confidence in the team that they can carry the load even if he can't make it happen on every single possession. All right, quick shout-out here. Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for location and game winning coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. We appreciate their partnership here on the show. Um, when we come back, let's uh, chat with Jovan Buha of The Athletic. He'll break down the Lakers' upcoming game. Uh, we'll do that coming up next. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, welcome back to Lakers Talk. Uh, of course, we got Game 5 coming up tomorrow. So Lakers head back up to Chase Center. They're in San Francisco. Lakers got a chance to close it out and get to the Western Conference Finals. Want to welcome in Jovan Buhau, covers the Lakers for the Athletic. Nice enough to take some time. Um, Jovan, I got a lot of stuff I want to get into. and Let me just kind of start with this. The way I just promoted that, Lakers up three games to one and a chance to close out the series against the Golden State Warriors uh, tomorrow. Um, I, I don't know where you stand on this. Is this a big shock where the Lakers are to you? Is this, you know, this is kind of what you thought it was, how it was going to play out? Just your overall thoughts of the Lakers sitting where they are. Yeah, um, I wouldn't say a, a big shock. Um, you know, I, I picked the Lakers to win this series. Uh, my, my pick was in seven, but I could have seen it in six as well. I do think if, if they go in tomorrow and win in, in five, that would be a bit shocking to me. Um, you know, as the road team to, to win in five, to win a couple games in San Francisco, uh, would, would just be utter domination. And, and you know, I, I think would just kind of show this team's at a certain level right now that, um, you know, it's pretty incredible considering where they were a couple months ago. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'm shocked. You know, I, I think we, we, I mean, first off, we, we kind of saw during the regular season, they had Golden State's number that they, they saw, uh, you know, they, they played them three times, uh, after the all-star break with, with this new group went three and O, uh, during that stretch. And, um, you know, LeBron missed a couple games, Steph missed a couple games. So you weren't necessarily sure how much of that would translate over, but felt like really a lot of that did obviously through these first four games. Uh, you know, I, I think the Lakers have just, had an answer for everything Golden State has thrown at them. Like, uh, I think the fact that Golden State has had three different starting lineups in, in four, uh, you know, in, in four of the games, like, 
that alone, to me, you know, reeks of desperation and reeks of a, a group that isn't sure what their identity is, isn't sure what the best way to attack the Lakers is. Um, so, you know, they, they've really kind of changed their game plan, you know, drastically, you know, to some extent, uh, you know, game to game. And I feel like just the Lakers are the deeper team, the, you know, the better defense, uh, they, they, you know, have an identity that, that they stick to, that they have something they can rely on, uh, their ability to uh, attack the paint and, you know, get to the free throw line, get to the rim. Uh, Anthony Davis has been, and I think the best, def- you know, the, the best defensive player, by far, and it was just announced today he, he didn't make an all-defense team. Um, I, I voted for him for all-defense second team. Uh, you know, my only real knock was obviously the, the missed games, but you know, aside from that, I felt like he, he deserved to be in that conversation. So, uh, yeah, he, he's proven that, you know, in the last couple of rounds. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it's it's been an incredible ride. The, the Lakers are, you know, one win away from the Western Conference Finals, and uh, again, I think looking back as recently as February, if if someone had told us that, uh, I, I don't think many people would have believed that. But um, you know, the the run they've been on since then uh, has truly been remarkable. I love what you said about the Warriors, and I, I agree with you. I, I think there's something about that where usually a team that knows their identity, they feel comfortable with what they're doing. They um, you know, feel like they have some type of an advantage. They're not going to continue to change over the lineup, and that has happened with the Golden State Warriors, and I get it. I, I think they're still trying to figure out an answer, but I think what you said about desperation, I'm with you. I feel like that has been the case for the Warriors. They're still trying to figure it out. You still got one more game to wrap up before you can get to the Western Conference uh, Finals. Um, h- how difficult do you think it is for the Lakers to take out the champs? I, I think it's um, it is something about a dynasty that has had tremendous amount of success. This is not the Memphis Grizzlies. You're not going to beat them because um, uh, their emotions got to them or anything along those lines. How tough do you think this last one is, whether it's game five or it's game six, or hopefully they're not in this situation at game seven back in San Francisco? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be tough. I mean, in, in many ways, this has kind of, mirrored the Memphis series in terms of, uh, you know, the the Lakers win game one on the road, home team wins game two in, in convincing fashion, uh, Lakers come back, respond in game three at home in convincing fashion, and then game four is a close game that can kind of go either way. Lakers out-execute their opponent and, and take a 3-1 lead. Uh, so in following that script, uh, game five was obviously a, a blowout loss for the Lakers in Memphis and kind of felt like a no-show, right? And, and it felt like, uh, you know, in part, they didn't really have energy, didn't really have legs. Uh, but I think, you know, as you just kind of alluded to, like th- this is a Golden State team that you don't want to give them life. You don't want to give them confidence. Uh, so, you know, if they beat the Lakers in game five, um, you know, make, make it tough. Make them beat you fair and square. Uh, you know, don't, don't be thinking we have game six at home so we can kind of just roll over and, uh, you know, go, go win at, at crypto where we're undefeated in the postseason. Like, I think, you know, that, that has to be a game that they, they show up for. And, uh, you know, again, if, if, if they lose and, and it's a close game or, or it's a spirited effort uh, and you go back for game six, then, um, you know, for, for them, hopefully they can take care of business. Uh, at home in game six. But I think the the worst thing to do is, is kind of 
get too cocky, look ahead to the West Conference Finals, or just kind of feel too comfortable with, you know, we can go back home, close this out, uh, where we're undefeated. Because I think, you know, if, if Golden State comes out and wins game five by, you know, 15, 20, 30 points, now all of a sudden you've given them life and game six kind of becomes game seven, which is how we felt, I think, last series, where it was like, you, you don't want to go back to Memphis uh, for for a game seven where they've won a couple games in a row, you definitely don't want to go back to to San Francisco. Uh, and, you know, similarly, Golden State has been much better at home uh, than than on the road. So uh, I do think for the Lakers, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens uh, in terms of game five. But I think for them, they, they have to have the right me- mental approach. Where if Clay gets going, uh, if you know, Pool has obviously been struggling. If, if he can have a big game off the bench, like. You don't want some of these guys who've been missing a lot of shots to, to see the ball go in, get that you know momentum, get some life, and then go back into LA, uh, and and then that's really a dogfight, and you know potentially leading to a game seven. So uh, I think Lakers got to you know focus one game at a time and approach tomorrow ready to take care of business, ready to advance, and um, you know I, I think throw some haymakers like Golden State and see how they respond mm-hmm. because right now they're down you know three one and um, feels like feels like they're on the ropes a bit, but you, you don't want to give them life. Jovan Bua covers the Lakers for the Athletic. Uh, nice enough to join us on Lakers Talk. Lakers got the Golden State Warriors tomorrow up in San Francisco. Game 5 chance to go to the Western Conference Finals. Jovan, um, you mentioned Anthony Davis a little bit earlier. And, uh, you know, everybody saw, obviously, he was not voted all-defensive team, or at least uh, first and second not voted in. Um it's funny. I, I look at that and I, I kind of put that to the side here. I, I He's won that award before. He's been on uh, first team all defense. He's been a couple different times. He's won second team all defense a couple different times. Um, what Anthony Davis has not really had while he's been a Los Angeles Laker is, hey, he's the best player on the Lakers. And I want to say there's no question about it, but I, I lean more towards there's no question about it. It's nothing wrong with LeBron James. It's just... AD is 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 performing at a level on both sides of the floor, specifically on the defensive side, that's as impactful as any player left in the playoffs. What he's doing right now, um, h- how much of of what he's accomplishing do you think is, I guess the best way to put it, I don't want to say are you surprised by it, but we've had a lot of up and down with Anthony Davis throughout his entire career with the Lakers, but it's been more about available and not available. He's been available. Last time he was available like this, the Lakers won a championship in 2020. What what do you think this run for him has been uh, like so far in the playoffs? I think it's been incredible. And, you know, people have talked about the, uh, you know, the nicknaming him alternate, you know, alternate day or, uh, you know, the, the odd and even stuff. And um, look, like, I think that there's something too that, you know, you'd probably like to see a little bit more consistent offensive production from him. Um, you know, for, for me, it's, it's not so much the, uh, the point total, you know, I, I, guys are going to have off nights. It, it happens in the playoffs, especially when, you know, the, the, the Lakers shooting, honestly, the Lakers shooting, I, I feel like it's kind of been tied to Anthony Davis's offense where, you know, some of the nights where they're really struggling to shoot, uh, you know, the ball well, you'll you'll see that kind of correlate with teams can pack the paint against AD, load up against him, and uh, he, he's not as effective. Uh, but for for me, it's, it's it's been more just you know, is he being aggressive in terms of um, you know, I felt Game Three was a great example of uh, you know the, those couple times he he just charged through Draymond, and 
uh, picked up fouls on Draymond. And it's like, you know, th- that's what you want to see from AD uh, where, you know, go get an offensive foul, go knock someone over, um, you know, it, not be so jump shot heavy. But I, I mean, that's really all you can nitpick with him. Like defensively, th- this has been one of the, the best, I think, you know, what we're talking about best defender uh, in, in the playoffs. Like I think this is one of the best postseason defensive performances mm. Period and and you know next round is going to be uh, you know maybe even the, you know if the Lakers advance like maybe the biggest challenge yet where you're either facing uh, you know Nikola Jokic who's a two-time MVP uh, you know probably the, the best offensive big man in the league right now uh, or you're facing Kevin Durant and Devin Booker who uh, haven't missed a shot in the last three weeks right so yeah. like either way it's going to be quite the challenge for AD. Uh, but with the way he handled Memphis, the way he's handling Golden State right now, like there really is not a, a more difficult offense to defend than Anthony Davis. And, and I think, um, you know, you could probably make the case Golden State isn't at the, the you know, their peak right now isn't, isn't at that level that we've maybe seen from them in the past. But this is the best defensive performance from a big man I can remember against Golden State. Like if you think about just some of the – uh, like a lot of teams have had to go small against Golden State. The Lakers have been able to stay big with AD. And uh, again, as we were talking about earlier, like a lot of the lineup changes have been directly because of Anthony Davis and Golden State trying to attack him and trying to, to find different ways to get him out of the paint and, and get him away from the rim. And no matter what, he's always had an answer. And so I, I think um, to, to your you know initial question, like, yeah, to me, he's he's been the best Laker uh clear cut like i don't think it's it's a debate um and, and that's no shade at lebron i think lebron is still embraces it wants look, it to happen sure yeah and 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 look lebron's 38 he's in year 20 i think he hasn't looked 100 percent physically uh since his foot injury and, and his return like he, he's had some moments where, where he's looked it but for the most part like I think LeBron deserves credit for clearly, you know, gotten it out and playing through that, right? Like, I just think if you look at LeBron highlights from before the foot injury, like, I don't see the same burst in athleticism, uh, but he returned earlier than expected. Uh, you know, he, he pushed to come back, and I think that helped the Lakers get some momentum going to the playoffs. And, and obviously now, again, one win from the Western Conference Finals. So I think AD deserves a ton of credit, Um you know, he, he's now played, I, I don't know, I think, what, 22, 23 straight games, first time since the bubble. And and I think this is maybe not the best version we've seen of him. I would still probably lean the bubble version. Uh, but I think the best defensive version, for sure. And I think there, there has been a passing of the torch uh, between him and LeBron. And AD has become the guy uh, that I think, you know, is the number one option and, and the Lakers can rely on. Uh, and really, I, I think to me, like, you know, there, there'd been th- those murmurs around the trade deadline of, you know, should the Lakers trade AD or, um, you know, are LeBron and AD not close and should they go in a different direction? Like, I think this, you know, I was not, I never understood that. And I think we talked about that. And I always said, like, don't pay attention to that. But to me, this also just shows like AD is ready to be, you know, he is the face of the franchise. And, and LeBron will always be the face just because of who he is, his stature, uh, you know, arguably the greatest player of all time. But, uh, you know, Anthony Davis to me is ready for that mantle of well, whenever LeBron retires or, or just kind of takes a step back in, in terms of you know playing time, role, whatever. AD is ready to be that guy. T- to me, he's shown that. So um, that, that's where I'm at right now with AD. 
Yovan, final one for you. Appreciate the time as always. Um, the 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 teams left in the NBA playoffs, and just kind of looking at the the scope of the star players, teams that are out, like the Milwaukee Bucks. Obviously, the Warriors on the ropes here. Um, how realistic do you think that we're sitting here in a month or five weeks from now and the Lakers grab championship number 18 from where it was before to where we're sitting today? Just your personal opinion of how, how realistic do you think that is? Uh, I think it's realistic. I mean, they, they just became the, the Caesar Sportsbook uh, favorites in the West. And uh, or I, I'm not sure if it's favorites in the West or, or, or title favorites overall. They, they might be title favorites right now, uh, given the three-one lead. Uh, but I think I, I think the you know Denver and Phoenix to me are going to be the, the greatest challenges uh, again. Um, you know Booker and, and KD are uh, to me it's almost like having two bigger Steph Curry's out there with, with the way that I mean I mean KD I, I think his pedigree speaks for itself. But Devin Booker has been their best player uh, in this playoff run, arguably the best player in the playoffs period. Um, I mean, he's been having a, a 50, 40, 90 season uh, as the number one option on this Phoenix team is just been absolutely cooking anyone that you throw at him. So I think, you know, Phoenix now they don't have depth and I think the, the defense is exploitable, but uh, just the, the level those two guys are playing out right now is, um, you know, arguably, I'd say probably the best duo in the in the playoffs. You know, thus far, uh, Denver again, Jokic provides a bunch of problems. That team has a bunch of continuity. Um, I think that they have better depth than they did when, when they played the Lakers in 2020 in the conference finals. Uh, I think some of the the defensive pieces that they got, um, you know, with Gordon, KCP, Bruce Brown, like they, they got guys to throw at um, Le- LeBron and AD. Uh, so and the Jokic. Murray pick and roll is is as good as it gets. So I think both of those offenses are going to provide a a lot of, you know, the the biggest tests for the Lakers that they faced thus far. Uh, And then, you know, I think Denver's a little better defensively than Phoenix, but they're they're both kind of, you know, middle of the pack. Uh, So, uh, but I I think, look, like, you know, Lakers, uh, I believe, won the season series with Denver. I think it was 2-1 off the top of my head. Uh, Phoenix, we haven't really seen these two teams play each other at full strength yet, but uh, Lakers have some history with Phoenix too, as, as well the 2021 first round series. Uh, I'm sure they'd like to exact some revenge uh, off of that. And then in the finals, we'll, we'll see what happens with this Boston Philly series, but uh, it sure would be sweet to have a, a Lakers Celtics uh, finals for uh, title number 18 and the Lakers defeating the Celtics to, to pass them, you know, officially, uh, so that that would be uh, something for sure. But, uh, I mean, looking at Miami, also a potential bubble championship uh, reunion. Uh, I think the Knicks at this point are, are probably done. So uh, I'm looking at probably Miami or Boston coming out of the East. And, and then, uh, of course, we'll see what happens with Denver or Phoenix. They play game five tonight. Uh, but I think all those teams are beatable. Like the, the Lakers matched up well uh, with Boston in the regular season. Lost a couple of close games. Uh, had that game in Boston. They should have won. Had LeBron gotten fouled at the buzzer, uh, Miami, I think you know, solid matchup for them. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think Golden State to me, you know, looking at this path was probably the, the toughest challenge, and they're potentially about to beat them in five or six games. So, they get past them, uh, I think a title is very realistic. Yovan, great stuff, buddy. Thank you for the time. All right, bud. Appreciate you.
All right, that's uh, Jovan Buha of The Athletic. All right, final thoughts when we come back. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. All right, welcome back to Lakers Talk. Great stuff from uh, Jovan Buha. Now, I don't know, was Jovan writing a script here for Lakers and the Celtics and both championships, both teams tied with 17 championships? Next one gets to 18. I'm, I'm sure that would do pretty well in the ratings. Um, listen, I, I, I just... I think I'm just so impressed right now with where the Lakers are sitting. And I know I talked about it a little bit earlier in the show that the Lakers one win away from the Western Conference Finals. Yes, you got to take care of the Golden State Warriors. Yes, um, there's going to be a, a ton of questions of how you get this done. I just think the Lakers are better than the Warriors. I don't know how else to put it. And, and I've already kind of laid out my reasons. I've laid out my points. Um, that's just, a, I guess, just a, a simple way of putting it. It's going to be difficult. Anytime you're trying to take out the defending champs, you know they're not going to go out easy. Uh, but I just got confidence what the Lakers have built, how they close out games, their length, their size, their free throws, all that other stuff that we talked about. I really do have faith in where the Lakers are right now. Um, I want to. I got two other things I want to mention here before we wrap up on the show tonight. Been different guys stepping up every night, right? And I think it's so easy sometimes to look at this Lakers team. And we just pay attention to LeBron James and we just pay attention to Anthony Davis. I get it. I understand it. It makes sense. It makes all the sense in the world because they're the two superstars. Um, but I, I want to throw out some names here of some previous championship runs and how important some of these role players have been in previous championship runs. And I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to go too far. I'm just going to go back to 2020. I'm just going to go back to the most recent championship that the Lakers had in Orlando. LeBron and Anthony Davis were great, but KCP had some moments. Danny Green had some moments. Rajon Rondo had some moments. Dwight Howard had some moments. JaVale McGee had some moments. Markeith Morris had some moments. I'm just don't, and I'm, uh, I think I mentioned Kuz. If I didn't, Kyle Kuzma had some moments. Um, that's just to name a few. And, yeah, I get it. There's not 11, 12 guys that are usually contributing on a team on a night-in, night-out basis. But I think what's been so refreshing to watch in this playoff run so far that LeBron and Anthony Davis clearly, clearly need help at times. And that, yes, as great as Anthony Davis has been, other teams know he's been great, and they're going to they're gonna throw two guys at him or sometimes three guys at him. Or they're going to basically just beg Anthony Davis and the Lakers to have other guys have to beat them. And we've had some moments already in these playoffs. I could think of games um, just right off the top of my head. Remember the first game the Lakers had against the Memphis Grizzlies, game one in Memphis, and Rui went off for 29, and Austin Reeves had the I'm him moment, and he dropped 23, 24, whatever he did. Um, Lakers needed every one of those moments from those two role players. We've seen D'Angelo Russell now do it a couple different times as well, where he's had his own moments. Uh, to close out the series against the Memphis Grizzlies, he dropped 30 or whatever it was. The game four moment where he hit three threes in a row and gave the Lakers a legitimate chance of winning that game. So put him to the side. He's had his moments. So Rui's had his. Reeves have ha- has, has had his moments. D'Angelo has had his. I think Dennis Schroeder has been the most underrated player for the Lakers this entire postseason. The guy's a winning basketball player and finds ways to win, and he certainly has done that uh, for the Lakers, whether it's on the defensive side or it's offensively, whatever it is, however you want to describe it, 
Dennis Schroeder finds ways to win games. And Lonnie Walker got his opportunity yesterday and, in a sense, saved the Lakers. Each one of these players have had their moments. And the reason why it's refreshing to see this because it's not like these guys are taking the ball out of LeBron's hand by taking that shot or taking the ball out of Anthony Davis's hand by taking that shot. They need help. LeBron specifically needs help. There have been some moments in the game when you could tell that he's he's hoping somebody else will deliver, uh, whether that's last night's game or some of these other games. LeBron uh, is at, uh, I think, a stage of his career where he not only embraces the help. I think he's always embraced the help, but Braun had always had the ball in his hands and just said, well, I could figure this out. I'll take over. There have been legitimate moments with the game on the line where somebody else has stepped up for the Lakers, and I just think that's so incredibly impressive. And obviously for the Lakers to be one game away from the Western Conference Finals, you can't just have – I guess sometimes you could just have two players that that run the team, but the Lakers, I think, have had a really nice balance of – different role players stepping up stepping up on a night-in, night-out basis. So they're going to need that, obviously, the rest of the way. Um, I know it's too soon to start talking about Denver or Phoenix. They're playing right now uh, a critical, critical Game 5. The game's obviously in Denver. But I will say this. Whatever matchup the Lakers um, would get in the next round, finish off the Warriors, whatever matchup they would get, um, either team has holes. So it, it's not like... Um, it's not like you're facing a team that can't be beat. No, I think they'd be looking at the Lakers saying, all right, we got a tall task. The one thing that kind of just gets me with Denver, they're such a good all-around team, and they do have role players, and they do have a bench, and they do play in higher elevation. That's the one thing. It's it's almost the, the Suns are so – they got two star-star players, but they're so dependent on those two-star players – that uh, I think sometimes the Lakers' depth could find a way to take out two-star players or let them get their own, just don't let anybody else do anything. I've kind of gone back and forth of who I would prefer. I, I kind of I feel like Denver's probably going to be the tougher matchup there. Um, either way, no need to really talk about that yet until the Lakers get there. I'm confident the Lakers will get there, but they got to wrap things up tomorrow. Uh, big shout out here. Thank you to everyone that helped out with the show. Thank you to Michael Funches. Thank you to Laura Romo. Thank you to Mara Ruiz. Uh, back on tomorrow. Obviously, uh, Travis and I will do our regular show. All the shows will uh, have presence tomorrow, and then we'll start the pregame show at 5.30. Laker fans, greatly appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN.